Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I'm happy to welcome back to the show for the third time, Lee Barnathan of LB Communications. Lee works with clients in the writing and editing areas to create content that is attention-grabbing, true to your vision and brand, and converts. Lee is based in Los Angeles, California. Welcome back to the show, Lee. Hi, Jay. It's good to be back. Third time's a charm, right? Always is. Now, Lee, I'm not a happy person. I am looking at how so many small and mid-market companies do their marketing. And what I see is they're all doing tactic after tactic after tactic. And most of the time, I'm scratching my head saying, I don't understand why they're doing this. Now, to be fair, we are all being inundated with vendors pitching and peddling one marketing tactic after another. If you're on LinkedIn, I am sure you know exactly what I am talking about. And there is so much noise, so much unsolicited action to get you to buy these tactics. And they all have great results. They they have great testimonials. They promise you everything that you can want. Now, I'm not saying that they're all lying. But what I am saying is that they have stripped away their tactic from the context of the business objectives and results that the company is looking to achieve, the creation of a marketing strategy designed to get those results, and then coming up with a tactical plan consistent with that strategy. In particular, there has been an increasing misuse in my, from my perspective of the email channel. Now, all the experts will tell us how powerful email is as an outbound marketing tactic and that most all companies should have that tactic as part of their arsenal. But when you're on the receiving end, I have so many inbound emails that come in. Not only are they poorly written, not only is it hard to figure out what the heck they are asking of me or trying to tell me, it's So often, I don't even know why I'm getting them. Like, what was the point of them sending out this email blast? So off to the spam folder they go. So Lee, as someone who works a lot in terms of the writing of these uh, types of email campaigns, what is going wrong with how businesses are using outbound email. I think the problem is that they are forgetting the strategy. They think, oh, we need to do an email campaign. So we need to write this, 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 this. And they're forgetting to ask 
one very important question first. Why do this email campaign in the first place? What is the goal? Are you trying to build credibility? Are you trying to establish authority? Are you trying to strengthen a brand awareness or create brand awareness? Are you trying to boost your revenue? You can't structure and write a successful campaign until you answer that first question because the way you execute your objective will be different. And make no mistake, there's only one objective. If you think you can squeeze in two or three, you'll fail to reach any target audience. Lee, when it comes to actually the writing of the message itself, if my objective were conversion, you know, outbound uh, prospecting, if my uh, objective was to build authority. If my objective was brand awareness, I could go on and on and on. Would the way you would actually write that content differ all that much? Or is it pretty much the same writing style, maybe a different headline, maybe a different call to action? No, it would be very different potentially because you can't write all campaigns the same way. You know, if you're trying to boost sales, you probably want to write a paragraph like this. As a doctor, drug companies always ask me to recommend their vitamin supplements to my patients. I have never been the least bit tempted to do that until now. That's a compelling opening paragraph if you're trying to boost sales. But it's going to do nothing if you're trying to establish authority or credibility. Let's go back to the points you made on objectives. So talk a little bit about the problem when you're trying to achieve, say, three objectives. We all know the magic of three. So there are three key things that I want to achieve in my email. What's the problem when I try to do that in one single email? You're deleting your, your audience. You know, a proper email campaign requires you to segment your emails. You know, experts will tell you, you've got to segment your email list. You've got to design the emails. You've got to write them and you have to test them. Well, if you have a, more than one objective, you've got different segments. For example, you're not going to be able to really accurately target the right people if you're going to throw in more than one objective because this segment wants this objective, but this other segment doesn't. And so you're going to end up, for lack of a better word, losing those people. So when you get to the objective that these people really want, you've already lost them because you didn't segment them correctly. You exposed them to an objective that doesn't interest them. So we have the need to start with a crystal clear objective. And there are many that I can choose from where email might be the right channel, the right tactic, but the way I would execute it would be different. So I have to start with that objective. From that objective, I need a plan, a marketing plan that lays everything out that I'm going to do to achieve that objective. One of the tactics that falls out of that plan could very well be email. I need to be sure that when I execute it, that I have uh, just one singular objective in mind, and then I actually have to compose it in a voice and in a style that's consistent all the way back to the objective that I'm trying to achieve. So Lee, there's an awful lot that can go wrong here. So how do I do this? What are the key things that need to happen for me to be successful? All right, the first thing you have to do is you have to understand that different campaigns require different strategies, different channels, and different tactics. It is not one size fits all. Here's an example, Adidas. It ran a campaign in Boston called 
congrats, you survived the Boston Marathon. The big problem was the word survive, because there had been a bombing at the marathon some years before that that had killed three and injured more than 260 people, and 17 people lost limbs. Adidas heard from their people on social media real quick, and they apologized within hours. And to make up for it, they spent millions of dollars the next year creating videos of each individual finisher at the marathon. A billion-dollar company like Adidas can afford to do that. Small business owners can't. Imagine if you made the same mistake Adidas made. You don't have the resources of a billion-dollar company. You're probably going to feel panic, and you're going to feel terror. You're going to feel panic. Oh, my God, I made this mistake. You're going to feel terror. Oh, my God, this mistake might kill my business. And even if it doesn't kill your business... It's going to make you gun shy. You're going to be less likely to take that next bold step you need to take to move your business to the next level, which is what an email campaign can do. Lee, you talked about the uh, disaster uh, scenario, which, as you point out, isn't very far-fetched. And I bet with a little digging around on Google, one could probably find all sorts of examples of businesses, large, medium, and small size, that got it wrong and had these epic fails. Any thoughts? Let's let's take a look at the other side of it. Any thoughts on what it means to actually nail it and get it right? If you nail it, if you get it right, to use your words, then you're on your way because email marketing is can be very lucrative. If you have a dollar and you spend it on email marketing, you're getting an estimated ROI of between $20 and $55, depending on which source you refer to. But let's be honest here. Those numbers are accurate only if your campaign's goal is to increase revenue, and it has to be well executed. If not, you're going to be incurring costs without any returns. Now, that's not to say that there still isn't going to be a benefit from doing an email campaign the right way. Because if you if your goal is to build credibility, then you're going to want to write your campaign a certain way that's going to demonstrate that your credibility and your authority is right on. And that can and that is a very powerful, I don't know if the right word is a very powerful thing to be able to show an audience, the right audience, that you have the credibility and you have the authority because in that case, now you have word of mouth. That's going to get passed on. People are going to take your email campaign and they're going to pass it on to somebody who they think would benefit from hearing it or reading about it. And that's only going to build your audience. It is so positive. There is there is a, a, a spiraling effect, a positive spiral in being able to do a campaign correctly, whatever your objective is. But remember, only one objective. There's... Uh... So many things that I think you have to get right in order to make this effective. But if you do it right, you're telling us that the ROI, both the measurable and unmeasurable part, are going to be very, very high. So take us through the implementation of setting up from the objective all the way through an email campaign. Obviously, the first step is to identify the objective. Is it revenue? Is it credibility? Is it authority? Is it brand awareness? Is it relationship building? Or is it something else? That is the first and most important thing. Once you have that objective, you can start taking steps such as creating the right segment of your list that matches your objective. So you only are going to send the eventual emails to those people who need and want and should read them. Then you're going to create the emails. You have to determine the style, the voice, the personality. For example, if the goal is to boost sales, 
the emails should be shorter and they should be maybe even as little as one screen on a computer so that way the reader doesn't have to scroll. If you're doing lead generation, you might want to use persuasive marketing tactics, interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. Once you have that content and style determined, you have to figure out the right channels. Where are you going to put this campaign? Obviously, you're going to email it, but you want to link it places. If you're trying to boost sales, you probably want to link your emails to social media sites or your company's website. If you're trying to build credibility or establish authority, you might want to link the email to a blog or a newsletter. But again, you want to make sure that you've already segmented the list correctly so therefore the right people get the right link. And the last step is you have to understand this is a campaign, not a one-off. You've got to invest time in this. I recommend at least six months. And the reason why six months is an ideal time is that you've now given yourself three months to run the campaign, giving you enough time to analyze, measure, reflect, and adjust as necessary so the second half of the campaign can be more successful. It doesn't have to be six months. You can do a year. You could do eight months. But you really need to give it time because if you don't design an email campaign starting with why are you doing it in the first place, you're going to fail because you didn't consider the strategy behind it. All these tactics will mean nothing if you haven't asked that one very critical question first. So many businesses make use of outbound email as an important component in their marketing strategy. But so few companies do it right. Lee, thanks for giving us insight on not just how to do it right, but the consequences when you get it wrong. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna learn a bit more about Lee. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI and any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Lee Barnathan of LB Communications. Let's find out a bit more about Lee. Lee, when a client hires you, they have in their mind certain results and outcomes they're expecting from that engagement. So share with us those expectations and what they're looking for you to do to give them the results that they want. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when people come to me, they have an objective, just like we've been talking about with emails. They have an objective that they want executed, and they want me to uh, to carry out that objective. So how I'm going to do that depends on the objective. If they want to boost revenue, they often are wanting to have a website written or rewritten. So I'm going to write the copy based on their objective. Sometimes the objective is to build their credibility or their authority. So I'm going to write blog posts to help them establish their credibility 
and their authority. But sometimes they want an emotional reaction. So they're going to hire me to write a speech because the speech is going to give the audience the emotional reaction that the client wants to give. So there's, but, but no matter what I'm doing, I am helping to carry out the objective. And if they don't know the objective, we're going to talk about it and find out what that objective is before I move forward and how to execute. Lee is a centricity client. You know that one of the things that we spend a lot of time on is how do you build trust with prospects, with clients, with referral partners. And one of the little, you can call it little games that we play with our clients is something we call memorable moments. And this is a question, never has a right or wrong answer, but it always reveals something about the person that even those who've known you for decades may not know about. So in an effort to open up and shine a light on you that our audience may not be aware of, we're gonna do a memorable moments question. You are gonna give me a number between one and 412. And that will determine the question that you're going to have to answer in real time with no advanced notice. All right, Lee, your number is? 186. Oh, I like this question, Lee. Let's see what you feel about it. Here it is. What small gesture from a stranger has made a big impact on you? The memories come flooding back. I remember when I met my wife, the, the, she was a stranger. The gesture was just simply the way she looked at me. It was in the eyes. I remember being uh, a lonely kid. And so I would look for people who, how do I put this? They were, you know, I was looking for people, to, not for validation, but I was looking for, you know, to fit in. And so I would watch people and I would look in their eyes because I could tell from looking at their eyes if they welcomed me. And I was at a birthday party with my wife and it was a mutual friend's birthday party. And so we had never met. And so she, she gave me a look of, yes, let's play. Cause we were, we were throwing the Frisbee around and, and there was something there in the way she looked at me and smiled at me. So to answer your question, a look and a smile can mean so much. How old were you when you met your wife for your first time? Uh, I was 24. In a future episode, we're going to have Lee's, Lee's wife come on and give her side of this story. <laughs> but I like it, Lee. It, it, is, it is touching and it's something that uh, we should all keep in mind that it's often the small things that over time has the biggest impact that certainly was the case for you. Lee, uh, you've hit uh, on a really good topic. Uh, as I always remind our listeners, this is the start of a conversation. So for our listeners that want to continue that dialogue with you, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, I'm old school, so I still take phone calls. So let's give you a phone number. 818 area code. 521-1675. But of course, I'm also a little bit young to know that email is another good way of finding me. And of course, we're talking about email campaigns. I've got to have an email address, right? It's my name, Lee, L-E-E, at LeeBarnathan.com. Well, to make it even easier, we're going to put all of Lee's contact information in our show notes and as an insert into the video. Now, Lee, I told you at the outset, or I told our audience at the outset that you are a third-time visitor. 
You ought to know by now that you don't come on this show without bearing gifts for our listeners. All right. So we're just going to get right to it, Lee. Let's hear the gift you have for our listeners this time around. I wish it was Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa time so I could get in my red and my beard and I could go, oh, 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 I have gifts for you, little good boys and girls. But the reality is the gift is that uh, I am going to, for all listeners, I am offering to analyze a past email campaign. You provide me this series of emails and I'll analyze them to explain what I think worked, what I don't think worked, and what you could do next time. And that does include the strategy and it includes the tactics. It also will include the channels. Where did you where did you send them? And we'll talk about the segmented email list. That is a terrific gift, Lee. You have definitely jumped the bar in terms of my expectations and I have a very high bar. So I want to encourage our audience to reach out to Lee. I know that so many of you are using outbound email. Take advantage of Lee's willingness to generously give you a free analysis and diagnostic on your campaign, as Clint Eastwood would say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when you reach out to Lee, be sure to mention that you heard him on the Best Kept Secret Show. Lee, as always, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You were great as always. To our audience, let's continue to crush it until next time.